Welcome to Your Finances with Kevin Seven here on KSEV, a show about finance and retirement planning. And now, here's your host, Kevin Coogley. Hello and welcome to Your Finances. Kevin Seven is a financial firm. We have been here on KSEV 700 AM for the last Wednesday, last Wednesdays. Four, let's see, four, five last Wednesday. So we are here on KSEV, 700 AM, talking about your finances. This is our fourth or fifth show on a Wednesday night, and we came over from Sundays. So we are on episode number 16 right now, and we talk about stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and your finances. The whole core of it is a financial plan. But boy, you can go back and look on our podcast, whatever podcast app that you use. YouTube is the big one. Then you have Spotify. And if you have an iPhone, you might want to check out Kevin Seven. Just type it in the search. And we called it four weeks ago. We were on, let's see, September the Uh, 6th. About that lost. Yeah. We. I was talking. You can go on to Kevin Seven, K E V I N S, the number seven in your podcast search. And we were talking about moving people out of stocks three weeks ago. And boy, were we correct on that one. September is a bad month traditionally for U.S. stocks. So we have we just pull up here on the Nasdaq the last month, and we're not here at a month full end yet, but uh, it's down about three percent. The S and P 500 over a month is down about 3.48 percent. Even the Dow is down nearly three percent. So we are bullish on America. We are bullish on U.S. stocks in the long term. So whenever anybody goes and does a financial plan, and the longer amount of time that you have in the market, you're going to win because stocks always outperform in the long run more than any other asset class that I'm aware of, including real estate. In fact, nobody's selling their house right now, are they? They're locked in. Golden, you know, you heard about golden handcuffs. For corporate America, now all Americans have golden handcuffs to their homes because of those low interest rates. Why, if you have a 3% loan on your house, why in the world would you sell your house just to go get another house and pay a 7% plus interest rate? You wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't. And there you go. There you go. You have... Very low inventory, which is, you know, makes the it makes the prices go up and they stay up. So that's good for the homeowners of America. And it does, you know, lead into having a strong base of people who, you know, more comfortable with spending if you have a higher net worth. Right now, we don't recommend people spend more then their income. We partner with Dave Ramsey and are a big believer in the baby steps, which are, there are actually, Gary, did you realize there are no. seven baby steps? Was there that many with uh, Dave Ramsey's baby yes. steps? Yes, wow. seven baby steps. Here we have the number seven reoccurring again. We have KSEV 700 AM and Kevin's seven financial firm, and I am Kevin and we talk about finances, your finances, on this show. And so with the Dave Ramsey Partnership, we're big advocates of everybody taking a look at the seven baby steps. And anybody, this is just from the beginners all the way to very experienced people with their finances. Number one, create an emergency fund with $1,000. Number two, pay off all credit card debt. Credit card debt is bad debt. The majority of the time, the interest rates, not like the home interest rates that we were talking about, not even the new interest rates for homes, which are over seven, credit card interest rates are ridiculous, like 15, 20, 25, 
way up there. So that's why you should pay off all credit card debts. Baby step number two. Baby step number three, three to six months worth of your income should be in a savings account. And by the way, money market accounts are paying as much as they did back when I first got into this wow. industry, Great. back in the late 90s. Was that good? Yeah, it was good back then. In the late 90s, they started these money market funds would pay 5%. So the wise person in the late 90s had their money. They moved it from a bank account to a money market fund so that they could get the higher rate of interest. Why, you know, if you had $100,000, you could get Five grand in interest on that money market. And you can today, too. We use a fund that's paying 5.2%. Also, CDs. You can, even a CD, a short-term CD, six months, 12 months, you can get uh, an interest rate over five. So why would you leave it in cash? You can go to our website, kevin7.com, K-E-V-I-N-S, the number seven, dot com, or... You can call, and this is easy to remember if you're driving down the road. It's 877-KEVINS-7. Just remember the S in the middle of that, and the 7 is a number. So you can chat with my assistant, get you on the calendar, and we can get you out of a non-interest banking account and get you into a money market fund at the least. And by the way, we have a whole a lot of banks if you want to go into a cd that's fdic insured you can do that you can put your money into an fdic insured rather than going to 10 banks around town you can hold them in a brokerage account and they're fdic insured by the individual bank i've got a question fdic okay growing up i was it was insured i remember insured for banks one hundred thousand dollars of your money they'll guarantee anything over it but now they're what what's the what's the magical number now for 250 per person when did that take place i missed that for some reason has that been around for decades no not decades okay Uh, maybe less than a decade around a decade i'm not as slow as i thought i was oh that's good bringing that up yeah it's it's good to know this now by the way whenever you pay for fdic insurance you're there's something that you're paying the government right and then they so it's not the highest rate that you could potentially get from a protected principal product a principal protected product means that it won't go down the question is who insures it is it fdic the government is it an insurance company or could it be an investment bank there's all three of those are legitimate ways that you can have principal protection and depending on you know the fdic is the most expensive so therefore you're going to get a lower rate of interest now if you go directly into an investment bank like a goldman sachs jp morgan rbc somebody like that they will pay you potentially a little bit more in something called a structured note that will protect your principal and give you a little bit more than a CD. Now you're at the credit risk of the investment bank, but these big banks, you know, they are, they're very strong, have very strong balance sheets. So you feel that uh, any of the big ones these days, they are, you're going to be fine, right? In the, in the structure, more than likely, but you have to know that that's that's a risk if the if the credit the credit risk of the investment bank is at stake and but you do get more on the upside. You so, mentioned you mentioned earlier about the, uh, the the loss. You told them to get out. The, the stocks are going to go uh, down. Correct. Yeah. Five percent was that the number yeah. we talked about? Yeah. And now, if I was a million dollars, if well, I got to say whether I have it or not, but say a million dollars <laughs> in the bank, you would have lost fifty thousand dollars in th- I think three weeks. Is that correct? That's right. You can go back to. Let's see. I can pull it up here. I use Apple Podcasts. You can use YouTube or any one that you want. September the 6th, the Your Finances show that we broadcasted here in KSEV Studio, 700 AM. Your Finances. You go Kevin 7, K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7. Look it up on September 6th, episode 13. I was saying we are exiting people out of stocks. And we did that. This is just something that we do potentially when 
there are certain signs in the market that don't look very good. And being September being the worst month, that's you know traditionally bad. So we move people out at the beginning of the month. And it's, yeah, for oh. somebody who had a million dollars, it saved them $50,000 probably. Now, we don't look, when we do these, these are temporary moves to move people out. It's to enhance the return for the year. So it's more of a tactical thing. Overall strategy, stay in stocks for the long run, you're fine. This is hard to do if you're inside of a 401k. Maybe you could sell out a mutual fund and then move back in. So, Or if you have somebody manage it like us, we do that for you so you don't have to do that. And it's, it's yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I didn't know that it would go down this much this fast. So it's up a little bit today. And so we might see a little bit of support with these markets but you know again whenever we move somebody out of the market to we just want them to we're enhancing their yearly return we want to try to get to a three to three to five percent net addition they call this in in the industry alpha alpha is the return that we're trying to deliver performance right performance matters and this is we're trying to perform at a higher rate than what other money managers do. And so it's a Kevin Seven is seven different stocks and it kind of acts like its own mutual fund. And yeah, we we're we're not in the agreement with a lot of the advisors out there that just say, hey, just uh, give us your money. We're gonna take that and bill you quarterly. We don't we don't bill people quarterly. That's called J Joe. Registered investment advisory, we could do that because I'm registered that way, but we do it on a commission basis. So whenever we talk to somebody on the phone, we, we have to we remind them what the cost is going to be to move in or out of a stock, and then that way they know what the cost is and what the potential benefit is, and they can make a decision there on the phone. Now, a lot of advisors, they'll go up and open up an account that has a registered invi- investment advisory. They will... Bill, J. Joe, January, April, July, October. And they don't move people out of the market like we just did. They just tell people, leave it in. And, you know, over a long period of time, that's fine. But they're not going to generate much alpha. The overall strategy is if you're in stocks for the long run, you're going to win. But what I'm trying to do in the Kevin Seven firm is add performance and we've done that we've we've beaten the S&P 500 as you hear on these little blurbs here that we have on the show so yeah this was a this was a good call so far we'll see how it plays out we there's something called RSI or relative strength index and the signs were really bad and the Kevin 7 one of them we had in there was the fantastic performer NVIDIA, which is a GPU processor company, and they is the brains or the circuitry behind AI. Oh, yeah. Artificial intelligence. intelligence. Yeah. Yes. And so that stock did fantastic. And that one has taken a hit, as other tech stocks have mm. in the last three, four weeks, because of a pullback and we were seeing signs towards the end of August that these stocks, the tech stocks in particular, were overbought. So that's why we have because the Kevin Seven was had had tech in it, right? So and just I'm just giving you one name out there. So we did the right thing in this case and we moved people out and it's it's saved it's saved them money so again just uh, over over a long period of time you're going to be fine in stocks if you're we're, we're just trying to enhance the performance of the stock so with that there might be more volatility coming you know you know what volatility is gary it is whenever stocks go up and down like a roller coaster. Normally, 
uh, in a September. It's a bad month. But not only that, here you got something coming up. We are looking at a government shutdown, October the 1st. October the 1st, partial government shutdown. And I chatted about this with Gary earlier. Uh, yeah. He was concerned about Social Security. Will I get my Social Security check? Yes, you what? will. That's a, I thought every that the government, when they say government, isn't the Social Security part of the government? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but don't worry. You'll get your Social Security check. Good. It's it's uh, it's going to affect certain things, and right, it's one of them is a report that comes out at the end of the first week of every month, and it's a labor report. So that's why we might see a little bit more volatility. So. Because you want the the markets don't like uncertainty, right? Whenever anybody, whenever a, somebody in the market uh, sees, un, whether it be an individual investor or big, huge in, institutional investors, they look at what's going on in the economy. They don't. They want transparency, right? Transparency is what makes markets work. And you're not going to see a report that's going to come. This is if the there is a 75 percent chance that the government's going to shut down. And this report that's due out on uh, the first Friday of October is not going to be there. Could make markets a little bit more volatile. So that's what we're looking at: potential shutdown. And yeah, it's it's. Uh, Markets don't like uncertainty, so that's going to be an interesting. We'll, we will see here next Wednesday. We're here every Wednesday at 6 o'clock. We will update you again on what is happening with this government shutdown, the 75% chance of it is happening, right? 2024 fiscal year for United States government is October 1st. Sure. And Go ahead. I'm just thinking the bonds. Uh, where did where did you put? Uh, can you tell us on the radio? Where'd you put? Where would you put the the the, the bond stuff? Uh, yeah. So b bonds are interesting. It's it's a, a concept that people need to be familiar with before they invest in bonds. There is an axiom. This is not a correlation. Sometimes people talk in investing about correlations, and sometimes there's an axiom. Okay, so this axiom, and an axiom means it's a hard set rule. So no matter what happens in this rule, it'll happen every single time, right? Correlation may or may not happen. This axiom definitely happens. Whenever a yield for a bond goes up, the price goes down 100 percent of the time whenever the price of a bond goes up the yield goes down so we talk quite a bit about the u.s 10-year treasury here because it has such an influence over investing and mortgages used to you could look at the 10-year mortgage and it would tell you which direction interest rates were going for your home mortgage the 10-year treasury is very important typically because in, in when you're looking at investing in stocks because it's inversely related. Whenever the 10-year treasury goes up, the yield goes up, and it's gone up in the last two, three weeks. And what's happened the last two, three weeks? Stocks have gone down. So it's inversely related with the 10-year treasury yield. Right now, 4.6%. So that's how bonds work. So if you're in a 401k plan or bonds and you think that yields are going to continue to go up, then you don't want to be in a bond mutual fund or you don't want to be in bonds. Logical. Because the price of your bond will decrease in value. Because, again, of that axiom, whenever a yield goes up, like the 10-year treasury does, the value of that bond goes down. And the same goes with the corporate bonds or aggregate bond index. 
bond mutual funds, they have a value that is assigned in your retirement plan or your brokerage account. And if the price of the bond mutual fund goes down, the bond, the bond price, the bond goes down. Your bond mutual fund will go down in value, and we saw that happen last year. The average portfolio on Wall Street is what's called a sixty percent stocks, forty percent bonds or fixed income portfolio. So, if you're the average guy and you or gal, and you have money in the market, and just off the top of your head, if I asked you if you were on a scale of one to five. One being con- very, very conservative. Five being aggressive. Mm. What would you be, Gary? What would I be? Two or three. Two or three. All right, let's say you're a three. Mm. So a three is the middle. That's a growth and in income investor. That's the 60% stocks, 40% bonds. Well, in 2022, last year, both stocks and bonds lost value. And we did this last year. We moved people out of stocks temporarily and moved them back in towards the end of last year because we follow what the Fed says. And you never fight the Fed. What the Fed say last year? They said they were going to raise interest rates. Whenever you raise interest rates or interest rates start going up, it has a bad effect on the stock market. So that was a red flag for people who were in stocks. Now, so that's 60-40. Bonds, on the other hand, Yes, the, the interest rates are going up there. So that meant the bond, the bond interest rates, again, with the axiom, interest rates going up, the price of the bonds went down. So if you were in a traditional 60-40 portfolio last year, you would have lost money because both the 60 and the 40 went down. Okay. So we're going to break. All right. Yeah, we just went. I'm looking at the clock. It's already boy. Just went by a half hour already. Quick. I mean, when we start rolling, we unless you want to keep talking. I just came in. Yeah, no, we can take a break. I need to I probably have, slow it down. You have, you slow me down, Gary. If uh, you if you have, if I need to. <laughs> Having a hard time knowing what kind of income you may expect in retirement? Kevin Seven is a financial planning firm. We take you from financial confusion to financial confidence. A financial plan takes into account what you're making, spending, and saving, and forecasts that into the future. Call us at 877-KEVIN-7. That's 877-538-4677. We can schedule an appointment for you via Zoom, phone, or even in person. Or visit us on our website at kevin7.com, K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7.com. Picture a nation where the government rules everything against the will of its people. A police state where agencies use threats, intimidation, and coercion to force compliance on a helpless public. Sounds like the Soviet Union or modern-day China, doesn't it? Sadly, it's what America is turning into under socialist Democrats. The man exposing it, Dinesh D'Souza, coming up on the Chris Salcedo Show. See you at 7 after Lance on AM 700 KSEV, the voice of Texas. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. Wake me up when September ends. Yes, and September is not over here on KSEV. September the 27th, most investors who stayed into the market, right? They are singing that song. Wake me up when September ends. Because I don't know if the artist that wrote that song 
if he followed the stock market or not, but he... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he very well could have, you know, because September is a traditionally bad time in the market. He was probably looking at his brokerage account, and then he came up with the lyrics, call me when September ends. Right, that's what I'm guessing. That makes sense, yeah. <laughs> Good analyzation. There you go. Uh, oh, I was going to say something. Did we mention, uh, what did we say? Well, about I want to tell you one more thing about the bonds. Oh, please go yes, ahead. Yes, bonds. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize what's going on with bonds and the U.S. Treasury. This week alone, the U.S. Treasury, by the end of this week, Friday, $42 billion dollars is what the U.S. Treasury is issuing in new debt. And you're like, well, now, wait a second. How is it that the Biden U.S. Treasury Department can just issue $42 billion of debt in one week that your kids and your grandkids Keep going. Are going to have to pay back. Okay, let me tell you how. Usually, there was a separation of power in the U.S. government set up by the U.S. Constitution. You have the executive branch, judicial branch, and the congressional branch. Well, Gary, you might not know this, but uh, back in June of this year, the U.S. Congress voted to suspend the debt ceiling Not. for the Biden Treasury Department. So, I was, I, I, it's like, now, I, it, it's like, what's going on? Why would they do that? And it's suspended. The, the, the U.S. Treasury Department, now it's under Biden, right? They can raise as much debt as they want until... January of 2025. So they can continue to raise as much debt as they want to between now and January 2025. And you should look at your politicians. If you disagree with this, you can Google it. And I'm, I know our listeners here, most of them disagree with $42 billion of new debt in one week. You call your U.S. congressman or senator, uh. I can tell you two of them in Texas, should I say it? I don't like to get into politics, but you have Cornyn voted for it, and then you have a local one here in Houston, Crenshaw, voted to suspend the U.S. debt ceiling so that the Biden U.S. Treasury Department could raise in one week alone $42 billion That's of crazy. new debt That's for crazy. your kids and grandkids to pay off. When you said the $42 billion, billion, right? Yeah, in one week. That's what I'm saying. That's what bothered me. I thought maybe a couple of years yes. here. But yeah, no, that's, that's how much they made. They, they did it in one week. So right now we're, you know, the, the U.S. Treasury worth about $33 trillion dollars in debt so that was just 42 billion in one week's not a good thing so and, we got another know, year and a half it, it amazes me that the u.s congress would hand over their authority of you know the power of the purse to 2025 right 2000 january of 2025 is uh when that debt limit is suspended so, so we can spend now, another two trillion dollars over that time, easy. Right. So why are they why are they doing this shutdown? So they're, they're, it's all about spending. So they this argument and this government shutdown is all about spending. Where are they going to place the dollars? Right. And you're not going to have to worry, as I said, about your social security. Government paychecks should be coming in fine. I had a friend who was going, oh, they're going to shut down the airports. Nah, they're not going to shut down the. the the, the fl planes will be flying, so you sh we should be fine there. So the, so the mail people will be out on their Yeah, the mail, the U.S. Rent. mail will work, too. Oh, good. Know? Well, I so, mean, we're all happy, folks. Don't worry right. about it's, it. They're considered essential. So, And I hate to use that word back to the pandemic. Essential versus non-essential. What the heck? I think everybody who has a job thinks their job's essential. I think it is. So they're going to – we'll see what uh, – 
what happens, but I'd say there's a 75% chance that we'll be sitting here on Wednesday with a partial government, U.S. government shutdown. So That's next week? Yes. It's good. It's actually Sunday, October the 1st, uh, right? Isn't that October the 1st? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Let me see. Yeah. 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 Saturday's the 30th. Right. So that's what that's we're scary. looking at. It's How long has uh, it been since the last time? Does this happen every year? I yeah, think not does. every year. Every once in a while. Okay. So generally it doesn't tend to have much of a disruption on the markets, but and, uh, uncertainty is never a good thing in the markets. You have a Kevin7.com, right? Yep. Anybody can go online and uh, go to Kevin7.com. I lost your – you see me running around with my head cut off. Where's, what's your number? How they get a hold of you? Oh, well, it's easy to remember. It's 877-Kevins7 with the number 7 at the uh, end of it. Just remember the S in the middle, Kevin7. 877-Kevin7. Or you go to the website, or if you want to go in and, and see how – we chose three weeks ago to move out of the market on the podcast. Three Wednesdays ago, you can check it out. Type in Kevin Seven in YouTube. You saved a lot of people. Yeah, we, did. Well, yeah, we look. This is just a short-term strategy, and there were certain signs that I saw, and I said, "Look, it's time to move out." And we did that, and we saved some people some money. But again, over the long term, you're going to be better off in U.S. stocks. This is just again to add what they call alpha or prefer performance and your financial advisor should be doing that for you they should be trying to get you the best performance as possible unfortunately a lot of times we see the opposite we see over diversification and over diversification is just an excuse for ignorance and the lack or reluctance to make a decision so people don't need there's probably 25 to 50 different stocks in each individual mutual fund right so and then you know somebody will come into the office or we'll be on a zoom call and you will see a statement that has 50 no. 50 different mutual funds in it that is what we call over diversification oh, too many in there right too many in there with each investment that you make you should have the courage and conviction to place at least 10% of your investable assets in that stock. 10%. To minimum. And we do even more than that. We do seven. If you take a whole piece and divide it by seven, that's close to it's a little over 14%. So we're putting about 14%. And that really worked out well when it came to NVIDIA. Because hmm. NVIDIA is up two, three X at one point. And it's uh, that really drove the Kevin 7 performance up because everybody that is a client of ours has the Kevin 7 portfolio, more than likely, not everybody, but people who have at least uh, want to have an exposure into U.S. stocks, they're in Kevin 7 in some form or fashion. And 14% of their stock portion would have been in NVIDIA. And so that's why, if, you, if you'd like us to look at your statement, you can book an appointment online or call 877-KEVIN-7. Either way, we can look at you. you know, maybe maybe your portfolio is fine. We can look at your statements. You can email it, fax it, or upload it into our bank-encrypted financial planning software. And we can review your 401k or your brokerage account or your investment advisory account and see if you are over diversified in mutual funds which most people are so There's this, a, this could happen quickly now right you could be on track and then something changes that's why you should have it uh, reviewed by you and your your associates right every so often people should do they call up uh, and yeah find out what, what, what well, do you we, want me to do here yes call up to get a time on the calendar and we can review that to see what your statement looks like. And maybe it's fine, but more often than not, we can see something that very rarely I have ever seen any performance in any kind of stock investment mm. outperform us. It's, it's just extraordinarily hard to do. And we, we've done a fantastic job managing, particularly on the stock side. So 
if you came in and as you as we were talking about earlier and you come out as the average investor on Wall Street, which is 60 percent stocks, 40 percent bonds or fixed income. I like to say fixed income because most people just put the 40 percent into bonds. But so you would take 60 percent of your money, Gary, and put that into the seven stocks. So it's very simple. The other 40%, we would go into a structured note that would protect you on the downside and provide you with some kind of an income or small return, depending if you wanted an income or just a return. So those are special. Those uh, seven stocks are not always there month and month in advance. Some of them get changed every so often. I yeah, would think. but we don't do a lot of what they call that is turnover. So we don't do a lot of buying and selling of those individual seven. We'll stick with them. And that's another thing that diver, de, you know delivers performance, and we're all about. Now we again, everything goes back to a financial plan. You want to see where you are going and how you get there. How what, what kind of fuel do you need in your car to get there? The the investments are kind of like the gasoline in your car, and the financial plan is the google maps to show you how to get there okay that's good google maps are pretty good i like the google maps you like google maps so now i got a number for you so now i can give it out to everybody you can call 877-KEVINS-7 that's 877 you have to use that capital k no okay just want to make sure 877 capital k e-v-i-n-s-7 that's how you get a hold of them and they can call you after they're already a part of it you can call 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 Kevin and his friends anytime you want if you have something they're there for you. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, we right. we have uh, people in Calif- Southern California. I have uh, some people on the staff there, so we're we're open late in uh, Texas time, so it doesn't we we can uh, facilitate and even take a call get you on the calendar right now if you call eight seven seven Kevin's seven the number seven or you know go to Kevin Seven dot com. There are three things you need to know when choosing a financial advisor. Number one, experience. Number two, credentials. And number three, judgment ability. I have over 27 years experience in the industry. I am a chartered retirement planning counselor, CRPC, and an MBA. Although past performance doesn't guarantee future results, we can show you that we've delivered results that double the S&P 500. Don't hesitate. Call us at 877-KEVIN-7 or visit us on our website, K-E-V-I-N-S, the number 7.com. Catch Chris X Radio weekdays at 4, right here on AM 700 KSEV. Joe Biden's dog, Commander, has now reportedly bitten an 11th Secret Service agent. His dog, Major, apparently bit two agents back in 2021. When asked for comment, Secret Service said those numbers could have been much higher. But fortunately for them, when Joe tried it, his dentures fell out. Chris X Radio, weekdays 4 till 6, right here on The Voice of Texas. Phone lines are open now. Call 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV. So I can sit out here and waste my life away. Drag back home and drown my troubles away. There we go. That's another good one. That's another good song. And the small town song. KSEV airs over southeast Texas. We have a lot of small towns. We love small town folks. And I just, I don't mind driving from Houston to Austin or Houston to Dallas or Houston to San Antonio and stopping off in one of the small towns. <clears throat> with the good people. I'm trying to We'd think. love to have them as clients. Speaking of small towns, is you remember Lano? Lano? Is it Lano? Does that name sound familiar to you? It's a city uh, deer country area. In, Lano. Outside huh. of Austin. Yeah, I know Plano. I went to junior high in Plano. Ah, Plano. You know where Plano, Texas is? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Up there by Dallas. Yeah. How far is it? 
at yeah, that burn. It's, it's just uh, you know, about uh, 10, 15 miles, maybe north of Dallas. Okay. Uh, yeah. You were yeah, you were there too, weren't you? Yeah, I lived there in Plano Junior High. Wow, and, uh, did you like high it? High school in Houston, Texas. How was well, your football team? Hmm. We did pretty good. Yeah, the um, and I did play high school football. And oh, good. I moved halfway through high school from I was at Klein High School, and they moved back to my family moved back to Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, the Texas football man. I was prepared as a freshman and sophomore at Klein High School going over to uh, Knoxville, Tennessee High School football. So yeah, it's uh, the, the the high school football here is like a religion. Obviously, it's uh, oh, yeah. builds good young men. So and we love the small town. We love the small town football, suburbia, and uh, yeah, very good. So, well, we got a few minutes left. Actually, a lot of minutes left. And I was looking about. Uh, you can pull out your four hundred one k. Anytime you want after the age of 59 and a half. Am I right on that? Pull out, yeah. You can do what's called a rollover okay. from your 401k, and it's a tax-free event. And you'll get a 1099-R, but it's coded show, so that it shows that it went into an IRA. And sometimes, though, you don't want to do that. If you're over uh, 73, for instance, and you're still working with your 401k provider, if you roll over it, the money into an IRA, then you're required to have what's called an RMD at some point. And maybe you don't want to do the RMD. What the heck is an RMD? That's a required minimum distribution. The required minimum distribution is uh, a minimum amount that people are required to take out of a traditional 401k rolled into an IRA. So a traditional IRA takes it, right? You can continue to work with a, a traditional 401k. But smart people, now, look, it doesn't really, there's there's trade-offs in everything. But some people do Roth 401 I, I got a Roth. There you go. Is that a good one, too? That's a good one. So I'm, I'm past 73 years of age, okay? Yep. I'm mid-70s. So I'm not going to get uh, penalized yeah. like I would a regular IRA. No, you're not. You're mm, Roth. Like you're that. Roth. You're Roth and rolling. I mean, rock and rolling. Roth IRAs. Yeah, yeah. You can just leave it in there and let it ride. Good. I'll do that. Let it ride. Bach, there's a, a song by Bachman. Uh, Overdrive. Yeah. There you go. They're from Canada too. I think some of them are. Are they really? Yeah, I think some of them came out of the Moody Blue or out of the uh, Guess Who. Do you remember the Guess Who? Oh Back wow, Canadian group. Yeah, that was Bachman. Was well, they got a too. cool song. It kind of sounds southern because "Let It Ride," "Ride, Ride, Ride," "Let It Ride." Yeah. So that's uh, a Roth. You can just let it ride. You don't need to withdraw the money out of it whenever uh, you get up in your senior years. And so that's good for, you know, people if you want to pass it along at some point that uh, money compounds faster in a tax-deferred account. And if you're not having to take these distributions and you can have it grow tax-deferred, that is always a good thing. Another question. Uh, 401k Roth versus traditional. With a Roth, you can let it ride and, and then give it to – where would you go from there? Uh, some kind of uh, – Well, whenever you leave, you, yeah, or – Whenever you the leave, you can. Whenever you leave a company, now it's not. We talk a lot about the magic age of fifty nine and a half, where, at age fifty nine and a half, if you're still working, you can take a look at rolling your money into an IRA, and the benefit is that you have a lot more different investment choices. You can go into individual stocks, like the Kevin Seven plan, for instance. Go into structured notes. Mm -hmm. There's many different things that you can do inside of an IRA that you can't necessarily do inside of a 401k. So it's just, everybody's different, but if you look at it and you want to have your money get the performance and you, you feel comfortable that you can get a better performance somewhere, right? Then, yeah, take a look at moving it into an IRA. So that's at the magic age of 59, 59 and a half. Another Part of that is if, if you leave an employer, so your former employer's retirement plan, oftentimes you can roll that into an IRA, whether it be a, a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, depending on how you set it up originally. And there are there are certain kind of strategies that we, uh, this all goes back to financial planning, there are certain kind of strategies that we can implement for people 
One of them being uh, Roth IRA conversion. So we can look at converting a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA. And obviously, there's a lot of tax planning that goes into that, and everybody's different in what kind of income that they have. So that's why it's important for you to take a look at sitting down with a financial advisor so that you can have that tax planning mapped out so that you're doing it in the most tax-efficient way possible. And there you have it. That's it on that. Uh, oh, I, I, here's something finally. My mind's working. Let me take advantage of this before I forget it. Uh, U.S. savings bonds, okay? I remember years ago we had, for the kids, we bought U.S. savings bonds. Mm. I'm trying to think the twenty, the uh, $50 one. I think it's $37.50. And within seven years, those are $50 bonds. Uh, are those good to do, too? Well, the, no. I mean, U.S. savings bonds, wow. I haven't heard it. Seen those in years. Are there any? Oh, yeah. They still, they're still around. Nobody advertises. Yeah, you got them in the paper. You got them in paper form. Typically, you know, you can get that and move it into cash, and then you can find something better. For instance, a structured note. Now, I mentioned some investment banks earlier in this show. An investment bank can do a, a structured note. What I mean do, I mean, they, they create these. So... An investment bank can create a structured note, and they can structure it in any way possible. So how can they structure it? Any way possible, what does that mean? So structured, let's start from the basics. So you have principal protection, right? We talked about FDIC principal protection. There are actually something, these structured notes come in the form of something called an, a market-linked CD, a market-linked certificate of deposit that is FDIC-insured. That means it will give you potentially upside market performance, right? So it's not going to give you very much because it's you're paying for FDIC insurance. But it will protect the principal on the downside guaranteed by the mm-hmm. FDIC. Yeah. And if the market goes up, say the S&P 500, this is an example of how it may work. The S&P 500 goes up 12%. Maybe it will give you 5%. So that is a market-linked CD. Now, same example, if a market-linked note, if it was a principal-protected note that doesn't have FDIC insurance, Uh but say it's guaranteed by Bank of America or Morgan Stanley, J.P. Morgan, it doesn't matter. They even have... Used to, we couldn't work with banks outside of America. So you can do Bank of Montreal, RBC, and all these different banks now. So, And they're guaranteed by the issuer. So if the issuer – an issuer is the same thing in relation to what I'm talking about. An issuer can be a corporation or for a bond, a corporate bond. That means they give paper and they take in cash. So a structured note – it's kind of the same way. They're sold by prospectus, by the way, a structured note. So you can read all that. And before you go into one, that's a very prudent thing to do. So you can put money into a structured note, one that's, say, by, for an example, uh, J.P. Morgan, and it's principal protected, and it's linked to the market. Since J.P. Morgan, they're going on their own credit, they're not having to pay the FDIC insurance, mm. then they don't have to they can they can give a higher upside potential to the the end user whoever they're issuing the note for so a client can get a little bit more on the upside of a structured note that's not FDIC insured and it's only backed by the investment bank because the investment bank doesn't have to pay the FDIC mm, yeah it makes sense to me that's a lot i'm shocked that makes sense to you that is a lot so you got a structured note right mm, yeah uh, you can slow this down, by the way, on oh. these podcasts. This is episode number 16. We go into depth on episode number eight and you're on, in these structured notes. And so, yeah, Gary's smart. He's heard me talk about this before. But for the audience, you want to know about structured notes and a unique investment choice, you can take a look at episode number eight on your podcast. Just type in the search area in your podcast app. Kevin7, K-E-V-I-N-S, 
to number seven. And it's, it's all about trade-offs. So you get more upside, the less downside protection you have. So if I want to totally protect my principal, I'm going to get less upside. Okay. If I want partial protection, some of these structure notes will give partial protection on the downside. For example, they might give a 30%. If the S&P 500 goes down 30%, it will give you a barrier down to 30. If you if the S&P 500 goes down to 29, and what's called a European structured note, which they look at it at the end of whenever it terminates, whatever the term is. That's where that word comes from, by the way, term, terminates. So it has an ending to it. So the term... Meaning if it's an 18-month term is standard for these income-structured notes, they pay higher than CDs. So why is it that they pay higher than CDs? Because they're not 100% protected. They're not protected by even the issuer. So they will give you a barrier down to 30%. So you can get a little bit more on the upside. You can maybe get 8 to 10% income on a structured note if right now in today's market. These things come out on a... Twice a month, by the way. So yeah, two times a month. Okay. But I, if you have enough money, uh, the investment bank will create one for you specifically. So it's usually two hundred fifty thousand dollars and up. One that's really cool right now that I'll mention here before we go. I've I'm not seeing one this good in a while. I think I might have mentioned one. It, it wasn't as high as it was coming up the end of next week. Is when the structured note trades, but it's by Goldman Sachs. It's tied to three indexes. If those index, indexes, none of them have gone down, say all of them are up only 1% to 3%, at the end of the first year it will pay 18%. Pretty good. Yeah. If it does, if one of those indexes are down at the end of the first year, then it reverts to the third year. And then at the end of the third year, it gives the highest, it gives you 150% of the upside of whatever the lowest index perform. And usually these, the three indexes are the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, and the Russell 2000. So say if at the end of the third year in this case, if the lowest performing index had done on average 10% a year, let's say it's 30, then you would get a 45% return. Boy, that's a lot. You can go back to our podcast and listen to it. Clarification on your podcast, Kevin7, K-E-V-I-N-S, the number seven. See you here next Wednesday at 6 o'clock on KSCB 700. Electric Avenue. Electric Avenue. Thanks for listening to Your Finance with Kevin7. If you have a question for Kevin during the week, you can call him at 877-KEVINS, the number seven. Or his website is KEVINS, the number seven, dot com. And join us again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. for your finances with Kevin Seven. Kevin Cookley is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision.